0: In today's shir we will be discussing several psukim and Rashi comments in Rasha's Kiseitzei. I have often mentioned that Rashi does not usually discuss the reasons for the Torah's commandments. When, on occasion, he breaks his own rule, it is usually for one of two reasons. Either because the Torah itself states the reason for the mitzvah, and thus Rashi is just adding clarification to the words of the Torah, Or, Rashi is using and invoking the reason for the mitzvah in order to answer a question about the simple meaning of the text or a question about his own novel interpretation of the text. In this week's Parsha, Ki Sei I believe that we find a third category of Rashi comments. And that is, sometimes Rashi seems to discuss the reason for a mitzvah, but in fact he is really establishing the halachic framework and definition of the mitzvah itself. A framework and definition will actually determine when and how the mitzvah applies. Let us go to our my two examples. We begin at the very beginning of the parsha with the mitzvah of Aishis Yifas Toyar, a very surprising Mitzvah. When you go, go out to war upon your enemies, An Hashem will give the enemy over into your hand, and you will capture some captives. And you will see amongst the, amongst the captured people, Aishis Yafas Tayar, a woman of beautiful description. And you will desire her. And what, do you, what, what can you do? You may take her for yourself as a wife. The Rashi on this passage is very well known. He says, The Torah is speaking here against or in relationship to the Yetzirah. That the Torah understood, the understood that if it would not be permitted for this soldier to take this foreign woman as a wife, he would just go ahead and do it anyway as an Avera. Therefore, the Torah says, if you will follow certain procedures, which we'll, which we'll see in the next couple of Psukim, you may take her for a wife. Let's see those procedures. saw elteich You will bring her, this woman, into your house the gilcha es and she will shave off all her hair, the osesah es and she will literally do her nails. Rashi explains, and most other nefarishim explain, she will allow her nails to grow in such a way that she will appear unattractive. The Torah is really trying to discourage this soldier from marrying this woman. the hisira es simlas shivya mealeho, and she will remove the garments of her captivity from upon her. We will see soon what that means, the garments of her captivity. And she will dwell in your house. And she will cry for her father and her mother for a month. And after, and only after all of this, You will come to her and you will cohabit with her and she will be your wife So the Torah does allow this marriage but only under certain certain conditions and the conditions seem to be designed to actually discourage the marriage to make her less attractive Let's see the Rashi on the words She will remove the garment of her captivity. What is that? says Rashi, because the garments of her captivity are beautiful, these are very fine, beautiful garments. Why is that? because the idol worshipers, their daughters decorate themselves and dress up when a war comes to their land. In order to seduce others with them. In other words, not only do the, these Avdekah fight back militarily, but they also have a strategy in which they use their daughters immorally to distract the attacking soldiers with their beautiful garments. Now, it would seem that Rashi is giving... A tom, he's giving a tom ha mitzvah. He's explaining why should they, should this Asheshifas tell her why must she remove the clothing of her captivity? Because, because these are beautiful clothes, because that's the kind of clothes that these women would wear when a war was occurring, and they were used for an immoral purpose, and they will, they would tend to encourage this Jewish soldier to marry her, and the whole thrust of the parsha is the Torah really wants to discourage this marriage, so therefore she must take off this captivity clothing and wear something else. So Rashi seems to be giving the Tam HaMitzvah. However, any time that Rashi appears to be giving the Tam HaMitzvah, we have to ask ourselves Why? Because Rashi usually does not do so. Sometimes Rashi is trying to answer a difficulty in the Pasuk itself. Sometimes he's trying to answer a difficulty that one might have on his commentary. In this case perhaps one could say that he's trying to answer a, com- trying to answer a difficulty in the text itself. It could be he's simply trying to explain what is this simlas shivyo, what, what, what does it mean that she should, re, 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 she, she should remove the garments of her captivity, what, what, what are garments of captivity, but perhaps that's why Rashi um, invokes here what seems to be a reason for the mitzvah. However, if we look at the source of the Rashi, which is in the Midrash Sifri, I think we'll see something else the Sifri is what's known as a Midrash Halacha. And most people, when they hear the word Midrash, they think of the Midrash-e-Agoda. They think of those Midrashim which have interesting stories and which have homiletical interpretations of P'sukim, sometimes very fanciful uh, interpretations of P'sukim. There's another category of Midrash called Midrash Halacha. The midrash halacha primarily the Torahs Kahanim, on Sefer Ba and the Sefri, which covers Bamidbar and Dvorim, these Midrashim concentrate on deriving Halachas from the wording of the Torah. So they're not fanciful, they are not homiletical, they are not necessarily uh, inspiring in our normal understanding of that word, but they are very analytical. They analyze the Psukim word by word and they show us how Halachas can be derived. So here the Sifri says as follows, Ve'isira esimla shevya me'aleho, Shema this teaches us, "Shemavir mi mened begodem no'im, that she removes from herself nice, the nice, beautiful clothing, umalbisha v'vigdeh and it would sound to me, the diktuk would seem to mean, and he, the, the, the prospective husband, will clothe her in the clothing of widowhood, probably in some sort of very modest uh, black garment. Why? Because the accursed nations, their daughters dress up when the, when the nation goes to war, in order to seduce others to do acts of immorality with them. The words of the Sifri themselves are not much different than Rashi. The Meforshim on the Sifri, namely the famous commentary of the Nitziv, Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, the famed Rosh Yeshiva of the Velozhinah Yeshiva and also there is a commentary on the Sifri by Rabbi David Pardo who wrote the super commentary on Rashi called Maskil David that I quote so often. They both say that what the Sifri really wants to tell us Is a halacha, it's telling us that she only has to remove the clothing of her captivity if they happen to be beautiful clothing. If it happens to be that she went out to war very quickly without preparing. She heard there's a war, she was wearing her old house dress, her old dressing robe and she ran out into the ran out to the field where they were fighting and that's how she was captured. When she comes into the Jew's house as a prospective wife, she doesn't have to change those clothing. Because that's not clothing that's going to attract the Jewish soldier. What the the sefri means to tell us that if, and only if, she happened to be wearing begotten noyim when she was captured, which is the derech, that is the more likely case, that when she went out to witness the war, she went out with begotten noyim, she went out with beautiful clothing, then, and only then, the Torah is commanding her to remove those clothes, remove that clothing and to wear a simpler, less attractive kind of garment. It comes out according to this, if we'll say that this is what Rashi means also, is that Rashi here is not saying the reason for this mitzvah. He is explaining the, the definition of the mitzvah. He's explaining the halachic framework of the mitzvah. He is saying this mitzvah only applies if she is wearing clothing that is Naim, that she put on, in order to seduce the soldiers. If not, the whole mitzvah doesn't apply. That's not not, not within the definition of the mitzvah. The definition of the mitzvah is when you capture a woman, if she is wearing beautiful clothing that she had put on in order to seduce the soldiers, She must remove those clothing and change into something simpler. That's the definition of the mitzvah. So here's an example where Rashi seems to be giving the reason for the mitzvah, but it is very possible, we could definitely make a case, he's not really giving the reason, he is defining the mitzvah in such a way which will actually change or affect the way the mitzvah is performed. Let's go to another example. Here's another al ishah, There shall not be a garment of a man upon a woman. In other words, a woman shall not wear a man's garments. And a man should not wear the dress or the garment. It doesn't mean specifically what we call a dress. But a man shall not wear the garment of a woman. So the Torah is saying one is not allowed to cross-dress. Because this is an abomination of Hashem, your God, anyone who does these things. Okay. Here comes Rashi. There shall not be a man's garment upon a woman. says Rashi. In order that she should appear to be a man. She shouldn't wear a man's uh, pants and shirt in order to appear as if she's a man. In order that she should be able to go amongst the men and the men will think that she's really a man. This is only for the purpose of immorality. This is only for the purpose of adultery and other other forms of immorality. That's that's why a woman would, would wear Men's clothing. Let's continue. Although Yilbash Gever Simlas Isha, and a man should not wear the dress, the garment of a woman. Rashi says le shave vein Hanoshim, to go and to sit amongst the women. And presumably, Rashi means also that's only a ploy that he is using to get closer to the women in order to eventually commit acts of immorality. Uh, before we come to my main point about this Rashi I find it interesting very small but I think interesting point Rashi is saying a woman should not uh, wear a man's clothes and a man should not wear a woman's clothes and he gives essentially the same reason for each one if the woman will wear a man's clothes she's going to go get too friendly with the men and if a man will wear a woman's clothes he will go and become too friendly with the women However, if we look at Rashi's words very carefully, there is a small difference in the way he words it. Regarding the woman wearing man's clothing, he says, she might do this in order to go, in order to walk and to go amongst the men. When it comes to the man wearing wearing the woman's garment, Rashi says, to go sit amongst the women. So the woman puts on a man's clothes, in order to go amongst the men. The man puts on the woman's clothes in order to sit amongst the women. Why this difference? I think the difference is very, very obvious. Traditionally, and maybe even today, although so much has changed, but traditionally, a man was more outgoing. A man goes out to work, a man goes out to war, a man goes. The women were more at home. They were sitting, I'm not saying women do nothing but sit, but there was more of a staying in one place, they have a a habit of staying more in one place. And therefore, when it's about a woman putting on a man's clothes, Rashi says she would do so in order in order that she should be able to go and, and run around looking like a man. Whereas a man would put on woman's clothing in order to lay shave, hanushim, in order to sit amongst the nushim. The nushim don't go about so much. They're more at home, more sedentary. And therefore, his intent would be lay shave, hanushim. be that as it, as it may, we see again here in this Rashi that he seems to be giving a tam ha mitzvah. He seems to be giving a reason for this mitzvah. He seems to be saying, why would the Torah tell us? that a woman is not allowed to wear a man's clothing. What's wrong? So Rashi tells us what's wrong. What's wrong is, is that she would do this in order to appear to be a man, in order to bring herself closer to men and to commit immorality. And why would the Torah tell us that a man is not allowed to wear a woman's clothing? So it's the same thing in reverse. He would be doing this in order to join with the women and to paddle around with them and eventually to be able to commit immorality. And so we must raise the question why does Rashi break his usual rule? And here he explains the reason for the mitzvah. However, if we look at the Gemara Nazar, Dafnun Tess, which is Rashi's source, we'll see a little differently. Here's the Gemara in Nazar. The garment of a man shall not be worn by a woman. My Talmud lemar. So the Gemara asks, What is this Pasik coming to tell us? What is the point of this isha. If the point is that a man should not wear a woman's clothes, the Isha Simlas Ish, and a woman should not wear a man's clothes, but behold, it already says, meaning it says at the end of the Pasik, Toeva says in the end of our pasuk, toeva The pasuk calls this an abomination. The ain kan toeva, and this is not an abomination. Now you have to know how the Gemara knew this, but the Gemara says in the in the in the wisdom of the of the authors of the Gemara, the Gemara says that if a woman is very cold and her husband has a good warm coat, warmer than her coat, there's nothing abominable about her putting on that coat. If a a man, uh, he's got a lot, the sun is shining in his eyes too much, and his wife happens to have a very wide brimmed hat with some obvious uh, feminine style to the hat, it's not a toweba for him to put on her wide brimmed hat not, and since the Pusach says to'eva, so anything that is not to'eva is automatically not forbidden. So what does the Pusik mean? That a man should not wear a woman's clothes, and a woman should not wear a man's clothes. If it's done for practical purposes, it's not a to'eva, and the Gemara is saying very forcefully, it, it should not be forbidden. Ella rather, shul ish simlas isha. It means that a man should not wear a woman's clothing ben and then go sit amongst the women in order to be drawn in order to have this lead to immorality the isha simlas ish and a woman should not wear the garment of a man shave and then go sit amongst the men since the pasik says toeva let's highlighted in the Pasek, Ki Hashem Since the Pasek says To'eva Therefore, the Gemara says it's only Asr to cross-dress if the purpose is eva, or at least if the, the, the nature of what the person is doing is To'eva But if a man is just putting on a woman's coat because it happens to be warmer or the woman is putting on her husband's hat because it's a bigger, wider brimmed hat, it will protect her better from the sun, and other such examples, it's mutter, it's not forbidden. And if we go back, and if we will look at at Rashi, we could say the same thing. Perhaps, and I think it is so, that Rashi is not coming to explain to us the reason for the mitzvah. Reason for the mitzvah? It's not necessary to explain. That's not Rashi's job. And 90% or 95% of the time, he in fact does not give the reasons for the mitzvahs. What Rashi is telling us over here is what we would call the ha-mitzvah. He is giving us the definition and the framework of the mitzvah. The definition and framework of the mitzvah is that it is forbidden to cross-dress for the purpose of niuf of eventually committing adult, uh, immorality. That's what is forbidden, that's the name of this avera. That's the definition of this prohibition. Anything that doesn't fit into that definition is not forbidden. So here we have another instance, I believe, in which Rashi appears to be giving the reason for the mitzvah, but in fact that's not so. What he's doing is he's giving us the halachic definition of the mitzvah in order for us to understand on a practical level what's asar and what's Mutter, what is forbidden and what is permitted. In conclusion, when Rashi does occasionally give the reason for the mitzvah, there are two questions that we need to ask. Number one, is there a special reason why he is breaking his own rule? And number two, is he really giving a reason at all? or is he instead providing a halachic framework which governs the practice of the mitzvah? Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash minagainbemore.